1: Hello and welcome to Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett, I'm CEO and founder over at Wildman Web Solutions. Um, and every week we are here on our Facebook stream, our Facebook page, streaming live uh, to answer your questions about technology, marketing, business, or anything else you want to ask us about. Um, as part of our we started this thing as a, uh, a COVID response to try to answer some common questions with for uh, a lot of businesses getting themselves online, uh, some for the very first time, but um, it's, it's really become a favorite part of the week for my team and I to jump on here and talk with you guys, answer some questions, so um, silver linings there, I guess. Go ahead and ask my partner here, Mike Hanna, to join us. Mike? Hello. Good morning, Miles. Good morning. All righty. Let's get this Wednesday morning on the road. So this is Ask Wildman, open open Q&A show. We'll see if I can talk for the rest of the hour or whatever we're going to be doing this for. so feel free to throw your questions in the comments below. Um, anything you want us to talk about or just joining the conversation, uh, we'll be hitting on a number of topics today. So uh, feel free to jump in, in the comments. Or if you're catching this later, uh, feel free to email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Uh, as we we're doing this every week. So we'll watch that uh, that email inbox and try to address those questions uh, in the following week's show. Um, so you can check us uh, check back here on our Facebook page every Wednesday at 11 we're doing this just a couple of notes off the top um, for other resources that we do offer out here because we think um that education is really important over here at wildman web solutions Um, i'm going to throw some links here at the bottom uh wildmanweb.com articles our website again wildmanweb.com slash articles you can just click articles in the main navigation full section of articles that are just sort of um, quick introductions to different topics of websites or seo digital marketing social media um, how to master instagram for example uh, just a good intro to a lot of different topics good way for people to get started learning on some of this stuff um, and a lot of them have sources linked in there so it can just be the beginning of a rabbit hole that you dive down into and hopefully learn a lot about some stuff we also have our local business online toolkit at wildmanweb.com lbot this is free software uh, for for businesses to manage their online presence a little bit better. There's some tools on there to help manage reviews, to get more positive reviews, to manage different social media platforms, uh, different analytic tools for your, your website, or if you're doing any kind of online advertising, Google ads, Facebook ads, et cetera. There's some really good tools on there to see uh, what's working and what maybe needs some a little more attention. So go to wildmanweb.com slash lbot and sign up there for some free tools Moving on into the show This is ask wildman. So please ask us some questions um, Let's see I got a couple of questions here I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of events we've had over the last week week and a half of um, what I'm gonna call Website SOS. Um, That is, you have some problems on your website, Uh, maybe it gets hacked, maybe server goes down, Um, other errors, so when people go there, there's some sort of problem. a lot of people just start panicking at that point. They don't know what to do. Um, so we're gonna, I'm going to go over a couple of tips and tricks here to help you out and hopefully prevent that from ever happening. But if that does happen, make you a little bit confident, a little bit more confident in, um, in your response. Because let's be honest, a website is super important to pretty much every business nowadays. This is your virtual storefront. I mean, I would have said that before, the whole COVID-19 thing happened. And now more than ever, um, it's it's important to keep that website alive and healthy. Um, so if something does happen there, you gotta have a response in place. So I think that's gonna be my first tip here is try to be a little bit proactive about this, understand that um, the internet is still kind of the wild, wild west, crazy stuff happens, and you've gotta be ready to respond for Uh, respond when something does happen. I did say when, not if, Um, because either by someone in your company making a mistake, whether that's you or someone else that has access to the website and clicking the wrong thing, um, or maybe something gets out of date, or maybe a, a, a hacker gets involved here and tries to get into your site, or a competitor tries to mess with you, or just some the middle malware gets in there or something. Uh, something is going to happen at some point, and you've got to have some sort of plan in place for when that happens. I think the, uh, the worst thing that I see and the thing that I see all the time is people just thinking, either that's never going to happen to me or I'll tackle it when I get there. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Because by that point, you don't have a plan in place, and that's when things really when really bad things happen that's when you get unrecoverable type of situations where you end up just with no website for hours days weeks you have to rebuild the entire thing that those kinds of things that you know no business owner ever wants to hear uh, so the best thing to do is to be proactive about the whole thing um have some sort of plan for when something happens the best most easiest thing to do i think is just to take backups regularly. There's a number of ways to do that, depending on what kind of website you have, um, that that may or may not be an option. But if you have something a little bit more than just sort of the DIY builders, you know, Wix, Sweebly, that kind of thing, then most likely there is some sort of backup process in place. You've just got to find it. So if you've worked with a web developer to develop your website, make sure to bring up some sort of backup process with them. Uh, It's easiest to set that stuff up at the very beginning when your site's small um, and and just sort of getting started. It's easy to build that backup process along with the site. Um, Sometimes those processes will be uh, provided by your hosting provider. Uh, So you might want to check into that when you're shopping for different sorts of website hosting. And that could be the the thing that tips the scales going one way or another. Uh, But regardless, have some sort of backup um that means that when something happens you can find that backup you can find those files upload it to the site and that will get you back up and running at least temporarily uh for you know again if someone in your company goes in there and makes a mistake or a little bit of malware sneaks in somewhere or you know something happens you can just go to your most recent backup upload that and the worst thing is that you lose whatever content you put up uh, since you've taken that backup. But that's a hell of a lot better than just being down for hours, days, weeks, whatever it ends up being. So always take backups um, and get that backup process in place earlier rather than later. If you have an existing site, um, it's probably gotten more uh, more complicated over the years, it's gotten larger over the years, there's been some mishaps in there, a couple of little malformed pieces that you don't necessarily notice, but it makes a backup process much more difficult. So, sooner the better on that whole thing. Um, Past that, whether you have a backup process or not, you need some sort of plan and anyone involved in that website needs to be aware of that plan. Um, Whether that's a quick redirect of your domain, um, maybe have a, land, a separate landing page for, you know, hey, we'll be right back, website maintenance occurring, something like that, some sort of saving grace landing page. You can quickly redirect a domain or set up some sort of quick landing page redirect or something while you're fixing stuff up in the back. Um, or maybe there is a backup process that you've already put in place. Everyone involved in your website or that has access to your website needs to know about that. So one, if one of them Screws up, makes a mistake, clicks on the wrong thing, deletes the home page, whatever it is, knows how to handle that and doesn't just, you know, call you in a panic or something and takes a long time to figure out what's going on and then go through that process. In the meantime, your site's down. Um, And then also, you want to uh, make the site not dependent on just you. So if you're out on vacation or something, um, something happens, you need to know that someone there can recover your site go through that um, disaster recovery plan and get everything back up and running for you so make sure that that is uh, that is shared that is documented clear cut steps step one do this step two do this Um, and make sure that everyone has access to that um, and and knows about that 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 disaster recovery plan Um, moving on past some preemptive steps because some people already have some sites up. They already have everything kind of going. Again, I would, if you haven't already, go ahead and make that disaster recovery plan. Go ahead and try to get some backups going. But there are a couple of things that you can do to keep things from happening. The number one tip and the one that I've run into a couple of times recently is make sure everything is staying up to date and that you are you are knowledgeable enough and capable enough to run those kind of update procedures. So depending on your kind of website, if you have a WordPress site or if you have a Joomla site or if you have some other sort of uh, CMS or something, most likely the update procedure is pretty straightforward. Um, like on WordPress, you log into that into the dashboard and there's literally a, a red circle at the top that says, you know, you need three updates, two plugins and one theme update and you just click the update button and it does it um, but even then there's a couple of procedural notes that you need to make sure that you're aware of um, for example on wordpress I ran into this one recently um, where someone tried to update things in the wrong order um, and that that caused some problems so generally speaking and this is just a rule of thumb not always the case don't come after me fact checkers but um Generally speaking, this is the order of operations. Go through the plugins first, any plugin updates, then go to themes, um, then go to the sort of WordPress core updates or WordPress versioning or something. Um, and then other things past that, things like framework updates. Uh, you'll see you know PHP version updates or something a little bit uh, more complicated along those lines. Basically, you want to go from small up to large, um, because the larger the update, the more, let's say, critical systems it's probably going to touch on. Um, so you need to make sure that everything surrounding it is ready for that kind of larger update. If you go in and update the, uh, the WordPress version, the core WordPress files, uh, before updating the theme or the plugins, maybe those themes and plugins aren't ready for that version update. Maybe part of the update that they have is getting them ready for that core version update. Um, So you're just gonna end up breaking things down the line. Um, And also the larger updates are harder to roll back. So if you just do an update to a, a small plugin or something, most likely it's not gonna break absolutely everything. There's just gonna be one or two things here and there that are a little bit off, or maybe something specific to that plugin are gonna start malfunctioning. If something goes wrong with the core WordPress update or say PHP version update, that's when you have an entire website down. You can't even access the WordPress dashboard. You can't get into anything and you have to uh, call a professional, call uh, someone like me or Mm -hmm. someone else locally, hopefully, um, or possibly your hosting provider or whoever built your website for you to jump in and, and hopefully save the day. So yeah, go from small to large. Start off with those simple things, just the little plug-in updates. And uh, I'm speaking in WordPress terms, but these things kind of apply across the board to other content management systems and other technologies. Generally speaking, if you're doing some sort of update, start small and move into the more critical files. Um, and then lastly, something happens, your disaster recovery plan doesn't work, or you don't have one and something's already broken. Um, you already didn't do the updates in the right order, whatever happens, you're sitting there and everything's broken. What do you do? My advice there is don't panic. Um, I've seen a couple of people when that happens, they panic, they log in, they start clicking things and they make the entire thing worse when, you know, all that really needed to happen was there's some little undo button in there that they're, that they, they don't know about. Um, And they end up making a simple problem much more complicated and possibly even unrecoverable. Um, So at that point, don't panic. Don't just start clicking things. If you are technically competent, you know what you're doing, um, then obviously go in there and do what you need to do. But if you're not, don't be afraid to call for help. Um, There are a lot of people, I mean, I can name a handful of people even just here locally that are capable of jumping in and helping out with basic update procedures or um, fixing some of the common issues that come up with these kinds of sites and that end up with those kinds of errors or those kinds of uh, website outages. So don't feel, uh, don't be afraid to call for help, find someone to jump in and help you. They might charge a little bit to make it happen, but chances are, especially if you really don't know what you're doing or really not comfortable around the technical side of things, um, you know, paying them the $50 to come in and fix it is going to be a lot less pain than you going through and trying to fix it yourself, spending hours working on something. Meantime, your site's down, bad things are happening. People are yelling at you um, and you end up breaking the thing worse and having to call someone anyway um this kind of ties back to a point i was making last week when i was talking about hosting i said don't go for the cheapest hosting out there and i kind of i don't think i actually hit on this point so um oops but rewinding here um some of one of the major benefits that you get with a a more advanced or a more expensive hosting platform is support um and Maybe I did talk on this last week, but I'll go ahead and hit it again because it's very important. When something bad happens, sometimes it can be a server-side issue um, or it can be something where you you can't access, say, your WordPress dashboard or you can't get to the thing that you need to in order to fix it and you need to go through your hosting provider. Um, So if you get one of those... Better hosting solutions you pay for the premium support or something that can really save you in these kinds of situations uh, when when something really does go sideways. Um, So, like I said, go, go ahead and don't buy the cheapest hosting out there at least. Upgrade to sort of the middle range there, if not one of the better ones, um, because you do get some support there, and that's another person, another point of contact that you can call for help when, when things do go sideways. You can call your hosting provider. Some of them have, you know, twenty four seven phone support or live chat on their website, and others, you'd have a better chance of winning the lottery than getting in touch with their technical team. <laughs> um, so, yeah, get. <laughs> Get the the hosting with support is is gonna be the tip there. Um, So when things do go bad, you can call your local web developer or your local web agency. Hopefully the person that's worked with you to actually build the site. If you did work with a a professional to get it done, um, contact your hosting provider. A lot of times they can help even if it's not a hosting uh, problem or a server related issue. A lot of times they do have a technical team there that can jump in and help with a lot of unrelated issues. So that can be a really good uh, touch point for you. But the absolute best thing that you can do regarding websites um, and and the sort of emergency protocols is be proactive about it. Get this system set up beforehand so that anyone and everyone involved in your website knows here's how you restore backup. Here's how often we're taking backups. Um, if you see this kind of error, this is who you call. Um, here's the contact information for our hosting company uh, technical support. Here's how you get in contact with them. Here's how you get in contact with our web developer, email, phone number, text line, everything that you have there, whatever their emergency protocol are, uh, make sure you have all of that set up and communicated clearly across the board. Um, before anything happens, that is—that's going to be my my final note on this. Um, but if you have any other questions, if you've experienced any of this in the past, uh, you want to jump into the conversation, or if you have some tips or something, anything I cover or I didn't cover, rather, um, or anything that I cover that you want me to go deeper into, uh, jump into the conversation, put your comments in the comments below, throw some questions at us, um, and I'll be I'll be willing to take some more specific questions on. Uh, website emergencies and and how to handle them uh i think that was a little bit more of a monologue than i was planning on so mike do you want to you want to jump in here and uh sure, sure I, I, didn't, and I didn't want that.
0: to cut you off there because you, you were really on a roll there for, for a minute there uh but I, I do have a couple thoughts and i just wanted to kind of back it back up um <clears throat> to the big picture a little bit because i think there's even a preemptive preemptive step here oh. um that is that is worth discussing. And, and at least from my, you know, you're, you're, you're the techno expert on, on these sort of things. So from my technic, non-technical expertise, you know, the big problem I see is a lot of people just come to us with a beat up Pinto, you know, and they're like, why isn't this thing running like a Corvette? You know, and it's, it's the fact that they didn't put the time and more importantly, the investment in up front to and you alluded to some of this, you know, to to get the better than average hosting, to get the really nice platform, to have their website built correctly, to fix and maintain their website through the course of it being used. I mean, how many times have we seen somebody has something wrong on their website, not fix it, and then you know, four, or six, whatever months later, it is their website's down. Right? I mean. We, Literally just had an example of that yesterday. So, uh, not one of our sites, you know. Of course, we wouldn't let that happen. But uh, it's it's amazing how prevalent that is. And so, and I, I think just from a, a you know psychological perspective as an operator, it's because pre-COVID, you know, for a lot of businesses, the website wasn't the main focus. You know, it was it was the building was the main focus, or you know, the people, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. And so it was it was a nice to have to have that more advanced website. You know, it was it was a nice to have to have that team, you know, be able to uh, do maintenance and, and updates and work on it. Uh, it's not a nice to have anymore, you know, as we've seen transitioning through COVID. And let's be honest, folks, it's not going away. You know, this this is not slowing down anytime soon. So nowadays, your website is the most important thing. You know, it's it's of course the people you know are still the the most important thing, but the the most uh, you know, you know non tangible you know sort sort of thing uh, is your website, and and it it really you know head and shoulders above everything else. And so that is going to be the point where you're going to make the most sales. That's going to be where you make the most uh, you know, branding impact, the most marketing impact. Everything is going to come from your website and your app. And so if I'm an operator, if I'm a manager of a company right now sitting here at September 2nd, 2020, about to head into fourth quarter and it's budget season. I'm looking at, man, what are we doing next year? So we don't have any website SOS problems, first of all, and more, more importantly, that we can deliver our clients, our customers, a much better digital experience than we ever have before, because that is gonna lead to far more sales than uh, you know many other tactics that we could do uh, in, in 2021. So that would be my main focus right now is what can I do to fix these issues, get on a better platform, you know, uh, get a plan in place, you know, if I'm not going to redo my website, if I'm, I'm just going to keep it what it is, okay, but then let's have a maintenance plan in place. Let's have a security plan in place. Let's maybe up our hosting or do something like that. Uh, but I think the the time to just hey, let's wait around and, and fix it when it breaks is a uh, disaster zone uh, because you're so much more reliant on your website uh, or your app, you know, than you ever have been before, uh, given, given what is COVID has done to the business uh, climate. And so I would just back all the way up and say, you know, today, do I need to replace my website? Do I need to update my website? Do I need to do X, Y, or Z? in order so I can eliminate all the things that Miles just talked about in the first 20 minutes of the show for at least 2021. uh, Because I promise you, you're going to have much bigger fish to fry on your plate than uh, than a website going down when you can at least afford it. Uh, So, you know, that that that's just my initial thought, because we see it time and time again, uh, where you know most of the problems that we see come up were 100 percent preventable. If they just would have put the investment and the time in, and, and, and sometimes it's an issue of you know they partner with the wrong company or something like that, and, and you know the business has been uh, let's let's say not uh, serviced well, you know. Uh, but a lot of times it's it's an internal decision that the business makes where they're trying to save a little budget here, they're trying to cut a little corner here, and so yeah yeah you know they get the Honda Accord instead of the Mercedes Benz, you know and they want it to run like a Mercedes Benz. So, uh, th- those are, do you have anything to add to those?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'll just expand on a couple of points there. Um, and uh, you know, one thing that, uh, that you touched on there, like now is absolutely the time to put a little bit more focus into your website. If maybe you've been on the fence about updating or upgrading or something in the last uh, six months or a year or something, now is the absolute time to do it if you're if you're capable of doing it. But if you're not uh, capable of going in there and rebuilding the whole thing, there are some steps that you can take to uh, prevent problems from happening, get some better performance out of, let's say, your old used Honda or whatever it is, if we're going to continue this car analogy. Um, there, there are some things that you can do, some preventative measures, um, and something that people don't really think about doing too much, at least in our in my conversations with them is that changing their hosting um kind of people just see this as as this utility it's all the same um i I don't know they they see their websites not really working very well they thought about doing some updates but they don't have the time money resources to to get that site just fully re redeveloped or rebuilt or whatever um of relatively cost effective thing that you can do to immediately boost performance, increase security, get you some of these, maybe some of these disaster recovery plans already automatically put in place along with your hosting program it is to switch your hosting provider um, or buy up. You know, sometimes they, the the hosting company has several tiers of offerings and you went for the economy hosting for two cents a month or whatever. Um, but they have one that's, you know, 20, 30, 40 bucks a month, and it gives you um, all of this advanced stuff, it gives you better performance, it gets you your own um, secured area on a server, or maybe you can actually get a uh, uh, some private server space or a dedicated server. Um, just doing something like that without updating your full website can get you a huge bang for your buck with uh, pretty quickly. Uh, There might be a little bit of a transfer fee, especially if you're moving from from one company to another. Um, Sometimes they'll handle that transfer for you. Sometimes you'll have to, you know, work with a local agency like us to transfer your website from one place to another. Um, And sometimes that can that can be a small fee as well. So be prepared for that. But in general, it's going to be way less than rebuilding the whole thing. And it's going to get you a lot of the advantages that we were just that we were just talking about. Um, And also, I'll just go ahead and take that car analogy and run with it. Um, You know, I'm not saying that you have to go out and buy that Mercedes-Benz or that Corvette or um, any of those top-of-the-line things in order to get some really great functionality out of everything. You know, there is a little bit of a gradient there. It doesn't just go, you know, beat up. Pinto straight to that Corvette. There are there are some very affordable reliable options in the in the middle there that are much more affordable and as long as you stay on top of it uh, and you you do your maintenance properly regularly um, just like with a car, then this thing's going to keep running for a long time um, and is going to stay functional and secure. Uh, just just don't buy the cheapest thing that you can possibly find because you're not going to get any kind of support with it. You're going to get poor performance and there's going to be security issues just right out of the gate. Um, so didn't mean to go completely into hosting with this point, but um, it is a big part of, of, of website security. Um, and if you go through the right company and you get the right package there, then it can come with a lot of really helpful bells and whistles for keeping your site live and healthy for as long as possible now that being said uh, websites do have a timeline so if your website's been out for i don't know eight years at this point then you know think about how much has changed online in those last eight years um that that includes the back end of your website the technologies that were used to build your website Uh, so it's Actually, eight years—you're probably a little bit past due to start thinking about a major revamp, if not a a re a, a rebuild. Basically, if you're looking, if you're coming up on five years, um, then that's that's probably about the time uh, when when you really need to be considering a a major revamp, redesign, update, or even just complete redesign, rebuild um which which can be really fun too i mean probably if you've had your website that long you've had all these thoughts of man i wish it could do this or i really hate that this is over here the small annoyance that you had at the very beginning has turned into a burning rage by this point um and doing that sort of major revamp at that point uh is is a great opportunity to address some of those issues uh that you surely have at this point um, so, go ahead and get your wish list together, talk to a local developer, um, do a little bit of research in different technologies, find some good hosting, um, and yeah, maybe now's the time to, to pull the trigger on that new project. So, we're talking website emergencies, downs, outages, um, errors how to recover from all that and how to prevent all of that if you have any thoughts on any of it experienced any of that or any questions on anything uh go ahead and throw those uh those thoughts in the comments those questions in the comments below um and we'll we'll uh we'll try to address them as they come up
0: so miles before we uh, move on provide some more value mind if i throw a right hook real quick
1: uh sure as long as i'm not the recipient okay. of that hook <laughs> <laughs> we've been
0: jabbing we've been jabbing like crazy no so i'm gonna throw a right hook out there and i'm just gonna let the audience know that we uh we've been pushing out the local business online toolkit you know since COVID started you heard miles plugging it on every single show uh i'm gonna go ahead though and put the link here in the chat if i can figure out how to do that uh but but this is you know five services we've been giving away it's coming to an end okay the, the gravy train is coming to an end at the end of this month uh the the free offer so to speak is going to go away so if you haven't taken advantage of this yet jump on sign up for it you can use it for a whole month uh and you can get uh, you can get reviews you can do uh you know social media posting across all your platforms you can fix your listings uh several other things that you want to do anyways And it's not going to cost you a dime. And you can see if you like these services. So I finally got Miles to stop giving away stuff for free, uh, but he he wouldn't let me turn it off right away. So I'm going to go back to selling stuff in a little bit. But for the next 30 days, we're still giving it away for free. So, uh, Miles, I don't know if I can can enter into the public chat. Okay, throw it up there for the people. uh, And then, yeah, I just want to throw that that right hook and uh, and say hi to Mr. Jeff Fry, who's joined us. Uh, Welcome. Welcome, sir. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. Go back and about it. to
1: uh, to follow his lead, jump in here. Uh join the conversation, comment in the comments. We might feature a comment here, especially if you have any questions. This is a Q&A show, so uh yeah, ask us your questions about business, about technology, about marketing, um or anything else. We won't claim to be experts in in any of it, but we'll give it our best shot. okay what else do we have going on here
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> jeff disagrees with our not giving away things for free
0: well i know jeff it's, oh. i said give, give 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 then ask so see i finally had to give the ask you know it's been what four months you know i had to get the ask in there eventually
1: yeah here we have <laughs> another uh another friend hello jackie thanks for joining just need that little reminder about the toolkit. Okay, and then on, on top of that, you know, education is very important. So uh, we also still have our articles up there for free. Um, and there are actually more articles in the toolkit. So if you like our articles yes. section, uh, sign up for the toolkit. There's a bunch more guides and other resources there to, uh, to help get you going and uh, begin at your begin or continue for some of your education on uh digital marketing and technology and and all this fun and if you're not
0: if you still need more we're we're currently writing more stuff right now you can sign up for our newsletter that's going to be launching hopefully today we'll see if i can get that
1: done (laughs) it's coming folks it's
0: it's coming (laughs)
1: you know, that being said, we'll also take input on uh, our articles on our website. If you see anything you want us to write up uh, something about it, uh, let us know in the comments here or email us at com, and, and uh, we'll gladly put something together there and provide some sources. Um, so we're always looking for input on that as well. All right. Going back to our email here for some questions to throw in the hopper. Uh, if you guys have any questions, anything you want us to talk about, please throw it in the comments below. Um, otherwise, Mike, did you have anything on your side while I'm pulling this up? Any questions that came in over the last? Uh,
0: week? Yes, I think I did. Hold on, I'm sorry, i was getting you <laughs> a message in our, our other chat about a client here. I'm uh, sorry, I'm getting client texts, and I'm trying to I'm trying to still work on while we're doing the stream here uh yes you know i did i did actually i had a a series of questions (laughs) that came in yesterday that all kind of uh uh i guess centered around the same same idea same concept and that was about uh you know constructing calls to action i was working with a client on some new ads that we were going to start running and uh you know i was I always want to make sure that the client is understanding why we're doing what we're doing. So, you know, I was asking for feedback on what they thought. And, uh, you know, they they didn't understand why the call to action, I guess, was so specific. You know, and, you know, well, why wouldn't we go really broad? You know, so why would, you know, and I'm, I'm going to give an example that's not of this client. So, I'm going to think of another analogy here. But, you know, let's say uh, instead of saying, you know, come in to have your cavity filled you know, for a dentist, you know, why wouldn't we just say, clean teeth, you know, <laughs> like, you know, we clean your teeth, right? You know, we'll we'll keep your teeth uh, healthy and happy. Uh, and, and it, it, you know, it goes back to a, an old cliche saying that that I, I, I've I come to be fond of, you know, and that is you'll never say anything uh, in terms of your advertising messages that could be easily followed with "will duh, or I'd hope so. You know, so it's like, well, I, I know you want to keep my mouth clean. You're a dentist, you know, but you have to give me something more specific about specifically why you, why me, and why now, you know, and, and really create that call to act, action to have a sense of urgency. Uh, and and so when we generalize a call to action, a lot of times we lose that sense of urgency and we lose that like really, you know, specific target pain point. Uh, that the customer is, is going to react to. And so a lot of times that means that we, you know, we have to be a little bit more narrow, even though we're wanting to talk to a larger audience, because if I can get that person to respond that has a cavity, well, obviously that's going to be a much bigger uh, sense of urgency than somebody that just needs a cleaning, you know, and, and that's something that I can say, oh, well, I'll wait a week. I'll wait a month. I'll wait six months. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll push it on down the line. But somebody that had a cavity the, you know that's more that middle you know bottom of the funnel you know type of, uh, of place. And so again you know as, as we, we talked about on the, a couple of weeks ago I think we were, we we're talking about the funnel, you know big mistake people make is they go from oh I just got you in the top of the funnel like I just understood who you are and now I'm trying to get you to go out the other end of it. I'm trying to get you to, to sign up and buy something and, and we're missing that whole middle section. And I think a lot of times that mistake happens around the call to action in our copy, or if we're doing a video, uh, you know, in our in our script, so to speak. So, uh, you know, that, that's that's something that I I, I spend a lot of times, you know, explaining to, to to customers is that we really want to hone down on that one central pain point because if we get that person in the door, we can talk to them about all the other services that we offer, right? I can talk to them about regular cleanings. I can talk to them about getting, you know, x-rays and dental exams and all these other things, but it was that pain point of the cavity got them in the door today, you know? And so that's why it's really, really important to nail down your your call to action and not be general. And it's it's an easy mistake to make because you may think, well, what about all those people that don't have cavities right now? Don't I wanna talk to them too? yes but you're not really giving them a, a clear and concise reason to come and do business with you soon you know um and so in, in, in that uh in, you know in those type those people that are just doing the cleaning you can talk to them for six months right and you can talk to them about all kinds of different things that, that you don't have to throw a right hook about right and then we talked about this before you know going back to jeff's question about when do you throw a right hook you know when do you ask them to buy something well it's when you have a really good reason for them to buy something <laughs> you know and so that's why you don't generalize that ask and you make it as specific as possible because you're not just asking that to everybody that that just all of a sudden ran into you you know you're you're reserving those calls to action for people who are at least in the middle of the funnel and hopefully towards the bottom of the funnel and again it's about creating that sense of urgency about why doing business with me but more importantly, why doing business with me right now? And when we're doing a version campaign, which I guess I should back up, this is what this campaign is. It's not a branding campaign, it's a conversion campaign. We need people to come in right now, you know, so it's not gonna do us any good, uh, you know, for them to just not respond in a way that is gonna create a sense of urgency
1: and it's always important to fall back on on your purpose and make sure that you have an a well established purpose whenever you're tackling something like a long term advertising campaign or uh you know something bigger and long term like that it's it's easy to lose focus and slide off into one way or another you've got to have that 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 core purpose that you're falling back to, whether that is conversions or branding or a mix here. You know, Jeff's just thrown something into the into the comments here. Eat more taffy. You know, there are some uh some campaigns out there. I'm I'm thinking of what is it, Chick-fil-A they're eat more beef or um, something like that, but there, there, mm-hmm. there, there is a direct, a direct call to action in there, but it's eat also more it's really more, yeah. eat more chicken part of, a, a an ad it's actually part of a branding campaign. So they're right, doing right. branding through a, almost satirical call to action. So there can be a little bit of a, a mix. hundred percent,
0: hundred percent, but, but, but see, but that is a branding campaign. So that's a good example there of, of the difference. You know, but when I see uh, a Chick-fil-A at, you know, a local insert or something in the paper, and it's $3.99 off your family chicken meal, that's much, see, that's a very specific call to, you know, or it's free appetizer or whatever, you know. Um, and so that's, that's the difference between branding awareness, action and engagement. You know, yeah. and if your call to action is still in, in the branding and awareness phase, mm-hmm. well, then you're obviously your conversions are going to fail. Uh, looks like we have a question there from uh, Jackie Bird. There, I'll put that yeah, up.
1: Pulling it up. Here we go. Okay. Do chat boxes and websites drive SEO or traffic? um so first we're going to start with defining what you mean by chat boxes uh I think you she chat to, bots well i don't I know if we're I, talking I, about chat bots or, or are we talking about um like a text box or some sort of input field or something like that so um we can talk about uh chat bots here for a little bit and just take it like that but jackie if you want to uh expand on that a little bit then we can dive a little bit more in detail into your specific question um so the question direct answer is is no a chatbot does not directly help seo or website traffic directly um but the better answer is yes so that means that um through a chat bot, if it's well designed, you've put it together properly to the point where it's actually helpful, it's benefiting the customer, um, people are using it regularly, they're finding it as an active resource, then most likely people are going to want to come back to your website and use that as a support resource. Um, they're going to want to use this this thing that you're putting up there for them. Um, so that's going to increase repeat traffic um, and the more regular users you have coming back. So if you've gone from, you know, 50 people coming to your website every month to 100 people, the same people going to your website at least once a month, then search engines do see that kind of traffic and they raise your authority score based on that. So um, making your website more of a resource and more of a helpful tool that makes people want to return and use it regularly indirectly helps your um your, your search rankings and helps to therefore increase more traffic because the more traffic, it's kind of this this little cycle here, the more traffic you get, the more search engines are going to prioritize you in search, the more traffic you're going to get. So the more they're going to prioritize you, it's this nice little cycle thing that you can get going there. And you can start that cycle by making your website useful, making it a resource that people want to return to and and use regularly. So something like a chat bot or a resource section or something else that, that really makes your website a useful tool can indirectly impact your uh, your search engine rankings.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll jump in there, Miles. So chat bots are really for conver- increasing your conversions. And if we're talking about them on the website, you know, it's a great way uh, to get that traffic to convert at a higher level than, than not having a chatbot, but uh, a chatbot on Facebook, for example, uh, could be a way to increase your traffic to your website. That's and true. not only could it not, not only could it increase the traffic, but maybe even more helpful is it could re- create better traffic uh, because what that could do uh, from your Facebook page is that could uh, qualify people. Uh, you know, give them a series of questions and things like that to jump through, uh, and before you send them to the website. And so that you know that it's somebody who's really qualified and and a good lead for you and so therefore you could you you could increase the traffic but i think uh more to the point you're going to be able to get better traffic uh through utilizing a a chatbot and uh and yeah but i think the overall real point of them is uh conversions and and customer service you know it's it's being like like you know we talked about before with, with some other automation products it's having your uh, your store open twenty four hours a day, and somebody always there to answer questions and help customers. And you know, for the, the pennies really that the, 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 these things cost, you know, to invest in, uh, they're wonderful, wonderful tools uh, because you can get uh, you know light years in terms of your customer service uh, upgrade. But like I said, very very little investment. Uh, and then if you're running something like sales or conversions to your website. Well, my goodness, it's it's almost silly not to do it uh, because it can really help that conversion uh, ratio, and it can really help the, uh, the the traffic be better.
1: Yeah, and you touched on something there that was, um, you know, pretty direct point of conversation that we have in SEO a lot, um, and that is relevancy. Um, you want to make sure that you are getting relevant traffic, you are getting relevant users, um, and that's that's kind of a, a a key phrase that we revolve around when we're creating content for search engine optimization, trying to increase search rankings. For example, Jackie asking this question is the owner of Bird Janitorial. Um, We want to add more content to say her website or social media that is relevant or bringing in relevant traffic. So people searching for commercial janitorial services. We don't want people searching and finding her when they're looking for I don't know, stuff for their pet bird. Similar keywords in there, but it's not the same kind of relevant traffic. And so these kinds of people, even though it might increase your initial traffic score, uh, if you get a bunch of irrelevant traffic, um, these people are just gonna go to your website, immediately see that they're in completely the wrong place and they're gonna bounce off immediately. So you're going to have that high bounce rate of people going there, discovering they're in the wrong place and leaving. And that does not help what you really want what really is the the money here in seo is getting that relevant traffic that goes to your website spends time on your website goes to multiple pages on your website and then comes back so you get that sort of return regular visiting from that single user that's when search engines really see that Um, And you start really rising through the ranks um, and increasing your authority in the space. It's all based on relevancy. So chatbots in that way can really help to make sure that you are getting that relevant traffic, taking care of some of those FAQs right off the top um, and, and qualifying those leads before they even land on your website, before they even find you, making sure that this is exactly the kind of person that you want because you know the pet bird comment like that's a that's an easy one to avoid over here it's a a little bit funny but you know more specifically for you jackie i know that you're really looking for those commercial cleaning clients and not for home cleaning clients but those are some very similar customer bases if we can use something like a facebook chat bot to uh, as a finer tool to sort through those different leads and you're going to get probably fewer people going through to your website but they're going to be more relevant more qualified leads that are going to be more beneficial to you your business and your search ranking in the long run so that was probably way more of an answer than you ever wanted on those chatbots but actually we got a follow-up question let's see what we got if anyone else wants to jump the conversation here or has used of heard of has some question about chatbots seo anything uh throw your comments in the comments below so how do you set up a chatbot on facebook that sends folks to your web page seems like facebook delete ads etc that mention websites
0: It's a good question uh, uh I, I guess i could take this one yeah sure so so what how you would do that jackie is you would um for, first you, you set up the um the chatbot individually on your Facebook page. And so that's going to live on your Facebook page. And anytime somebody goes onto your page, it's gonna pop up and you could, uh, you know, automate it however you want, you know, to ask them a question, uh, ask, you know, how can I help you, whatever you want to do. But specifically in terms of getting traffic from an ad to your website through the chatbot, what you would do is you would set up a, a, a ad campaign that was optimized for messages and so what that means is that when somebody clicked on the call to action button that you see on the ad usually in the lower right hand corner it would go directly into your facebook messenger and then that would connect with the chat bot that you had um, placed also in your your facebook messenger so everything's done right there in the facebook messenger the person clicks on the ad they go right into messenger start engaging with the bot through that sequence you can start you know like i said do pre-qualifying questions uh, a person can ask the bot questions, and they can get answers, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can move them to the Facebook page just by having the bot provide a link. So for somebody like you that was doing B two B, I would set up the you know the ads, and I would, I would try a few different audiences, you know, targeting business owners, maybe different categories, maybe people who are administrators on uh, Facebook business pages, and then try to get them uh, with a strong call to action to click on that that uh, button engage with the bot and then the bot if it's doing its job properly will spend uh, will send a lot of that traffic onto your website or hopefully that is going to be uh, a high converting you know a website conversion for you obviously you got to set up your, your your website to convert how you want it as well would be the, the last piece of this puzzle uh, so hopefully that answers that question uh, seems like Facebook deletes ads that mentions websites not exactly sure what you mean by that but you uh, You know, Facebook, it doesn't really like you to, you know, to send people off of Facebook. Uh, You know, so if you're doing a post or an ad or something like that, you know, you never want to like, you know, put a YouTube link or something like that into it. You know, you always want to embed the video organically because it's it's not necessarily going to delete that post or delete that ad, but it's probably not going to get very favorable treatment from the algorithm. And so it's not going to be seen by as many people. Uh, but yeah, if you want to run an ad, you know, forget about the chat box for a second If you want to run an ad that just gets people to go to your website Then what you want to do is you want to optimize your ad for traffic in the ads manager And so that is going to Facebook then will actually seek out people Who are more likely to click on your ad and sit and go to your to your website? So if you have any further questions on that, I mean, I'd be happy to do a, you know, Consulting call or something with you and show you how to set up a campaign like that, but that's the that's the gist of it, uh, is how you would do that.
1: Yeah, it seems like a recurring thing we've mentioned on this show and might be worth mentioning again pretty much across the board on all social media channels. Their their goal is to keep people on their platform, Facebook specifically, but you know, all of them. They they make money from keeping people on their platform as long as possible, seeing all of the ads on there that they're getting paid to run. Uh, so anything that you can do to kind of play along with that goal and and keep people on that platform, they're probably going to see that more favorably. Not to say that they're going to immediately trash a, an ad or a post that links off to a YouTube video or something. That's, that's not how it works. But you might get somewhat favorable treatment if you uh, if you just link to your Facebook page directly and you have your Facebook page set up properly for for conversions. There, that's um, not to say that you shouldn't. Cross promote, or use multiple platforms, or really leverage your website. I know we've we've really harped on using web using your website and not just uh, leaning on rented space like like your social media channels or something. Really push for something that you own in, in the end of your funnel here. But um, overall, if you're really trying to have a a very effective um, either organic post or paid post on any social media platform, you should think about maybe. know what's their goal here they want to keep you on the platform so if you can kind of play along with them then their algorithm might like what you're doing a little bit more let's see um and kind of tying on the last thing that you said there and maybe we'll kind of close with this as we're coming up on the hour Um, if you guys do want to interact with us a little bit more personally then you can uh talk with us every week on our facebook page Uh, we are live streaming every wednesday at 11 and doing this you can interact with with us directly through the comments Um, but if you want a little bit more of a one-on-one thing we do do consultations we're happy to meet with anyone have a call with you and we'll try to be as as helpful as possible and at least get you pointed in the right direction if not help you out a little more directly Um, you can go to our website wildmanweb.com there's a button right up there at the top that says schedule a consult can click on that select a time that's best for you it's available on our on our calendar and that'll automatically set up a, a virtual meeting that's just one on one between me and you so um, if you if you want to have a conversation like that and get a little bit more uh, specific questions answered or maybe have us look at your specific scenario then go to wildmanweb.com and just click on that schedule consult button i think that's uh that's it for this week Thanks everyone who jumped in here. Uh, this is Ask Wildman, an uh, open Q&A uh, promoted, or I guess, run by Wildman Web Solutions. Me and my team uh, jump on here on our Facebook page every Wednesday at eleven um, and live stream out to answer your questions uh, about technology, marketing, business, anything else you want to ask us about. Um, if you're watching this later, you can email us at askwildman@wildmanweb.com. At um, and we'll try to get to your questions on next week's show. Um, otherwise, I guess we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see you, see you all next week. Mike, thank you very much, as always. Thank you, Miles.
0: It is always a pleasure and appreciate everybody who uh, joined us today, all the questions, comments, and everybody have a safe and prosperous week and keep supporting local businesses this morning.
1: Awesome. We'll see you again next Wednesday. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. And uh, we will we will see you again next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.